0: THE FRENCH REVOLUTION, A HISTORY, by Thomas Carlyle Volume 3, The Guillotine, Book 4, Terror Chapter 6, RISEN AGAINST TYRANTS This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by Peter Dan Book 4, Chapter 6, RISEN AGAINST TYRANTS Against all which incalculable impediments, horrors and disasters, what can a Jacobin convention oppose? the uncalculating spirit of jacobinism, and sans sense, formulistic frenzy. Our enemies press in on us, says Danton, but they shall not conquer us. We will burn France to ashes, rather. Nous brûlerons la France. Committees of sûreté, or salut, have raised themselves à la hauteur, to the height of circumstances. Let all mortals raise themselves à la hauteur. Let the 44,000 sections and their revolutionary committees stir every fibre of the Republic and every Frenchman feel that he is to do or die. They are the life circulation of Jacobinism, these sections and committees. Danton, through the organ of Barrere and Salut Public, gets decreed that there be in Paris, by law, two meetings of section weekly. Also, that the poorer citizen be paid for attending and have his day's wages of 40 sous. This is the celebrated Law of the Forty Sous, fiercely stimulant to sans-culottism, to the life circulation of Jacobinism. On the 23rd of August, Committee of Public Salvation, as usual, through Barre, had promulgated, in words not unworthy of remembering, their report, which is soon made into law, of Levy in Mass. All France, and whatsoever it contains of men or resources, is put under requisition, says Barrère, really in Tertian words, the best we know of his. The Republic is one vast besieged city. Two hundred and fifty forges shall in these days be set up in the Luxembourg garden and round the outer wall of the Tuileries to make gun-barrels, in sight of earth and heaven. From all hamlets towards their departmental town from all their departmental towns towards the appointed camp and seat of war. The Sons of Freedom shall march, their banner is to bear Le peuple français Debout contre les Tyrans, the French people risen against tyrants. The young men shall go to the battle, it is their task to conquer. The married men shall forge arms, transport baggage and artillery, provide subsistence. The women shall work at soldiers' clothes, make tents, serve in the hospitals the children shall scrape old linen into surgeon's lint, the aged men shall have themselves carried into public places, and there, by their words, excite the courage of the young, preach hatred to kings and unity to the republic. Tatian words which tingle through all French hearts. In this humour, then, since no other serves, will France rush against its enemies, headlong reckoning no cost or consequence heeding no law or rule but that supreme law salvation of the people the weapons are all the iron that is in france the strength is that of all the men women and children that are in france there in their two hundred and fifty shed smithies in garden of luxembourg or tuileries let them forge gun-barrels in sight of heaven and earth nor with heroic daring against the foreign foe can black vengeance against the domestic be wanting. Life circulation of the revolutionary committees being quickened by that law of the forty sous, deputy Merlin—not the Tionville whom we saw ride right out of mentz but Merlin of Douai. Named subsequently Moulin suspect, comes about a week after with his world-famous Law of the Suspect, ordering all sections by their committees instantly to arrest all persons suspect, and explaining withal who the arrestable and suspect especially are. Are suspect, says he, all who by their actions, by their connections, speakings, writings, have, in short, become a suspect. Nay, Chomet, illuminating the matter still further in his municipal placards and proclamations, will bring it about that you may almost recognise a suspect on the streets and clutch him there, off to committee and prison. Watch well your words, watch well your looks, if suspect of nothing else you may grow, as came to be a saying, suspect of being suspect. For are we not in a state of revolution?' no frightfuler law ever ruled in a nation of men all prisons and house of arrest in french land are getting crowded to the ridge tile forty-four thousand committees like as many companies of reapers or gleaners gleaning france are gathering their harvest and storing it in these houses Harvest of aristocrat tares, nay, lest the 44,000, each on its own harvest field, prove insufficient, we are to have an ambulant revolutionary army, 6,000 strong, under right captains, this shall perambulate the country at large, and strike in wherever it finds such harvest work slack. So have municipality and mother society petitioned, so has convention decreed. Let aristocrats, Federalists, Messieurs vanish, and all men tremble. The soil of liberty shall be purged with a vengeance. Neither hitherto has the Revolutionary Tribunal been keeping holiday for losing saint domingo conspirators of orleans for assassinating for assaulting the sacred deputy leon Baudin, these with many nameless to whom life was sweet have died daily the great guillotine has its due like a black spectre daily at eventide glides the death tumble through the variegated throng of things The variegated street shudders at it for the moment. Next moment forgets it. The aristocrats, they were guilty against the Republic. Their death, were it only that their goods are confiscated, will be useful to the Republic. Vive la République! In the last days of August fell a notable head, General Custine's. Custine was accused of harshness, of unskilfulness perfidiousness accused of many things found guilty we may say of one thing unsuccessfulness hearing his unexpected sentence costine fell down before the crucifix silent for the space of two hours he fared with moist eyes and a book of prayer toward the place de la revolution glanced upward at the clear suspended axe then mounted swiftly aloft Swiftly was struck away from the lists of the living. He had fought in America. He was a proud, brave man, and his fortune led him hither. On the second of this same month, at three in the morning, a vehicle rolled off with closed blinds from the temple of the conciergerie. Within it were two municipals, and Marie-Antoinette, once Queen of France, There, in that conciergerie, in ignominious dreary cell, she, cut off from children, kindred, friend, and hope, sits long weeks, expecting when the end will be. The guillotine, we find, gets always a quicker motion, as other things are quickening. The guillotine, by its speed of going, will give index of the general velocity of the republic the clanking of its huge axe rising and falling there in horrid systole diastole his portion of the whole enormous life-movement and pulsation of the sanscolotic system orleans conspirators and assaulters had to die in spite of much weeping and entreating so sacred is the person of a deputy yet the sacred can become desecrated. Your very deputy is not greater than the guillotine. Poor deputy journalist Goursa! We saw him hide at Rennes when the Calvados War burnt priming. He stole afterwards in August to Paris, lurked several weeks about the Palais Cidivin Royal, was seen there one day, was clutched, identified, and, without ceremony, being already out of the law, was sent to the place de la Révolution. He died recommending his wife and children to the pity of the Republic. It is the ninth day of October, seventeen ninety three. Gossard is the first deputy that dies on the scaffold. He will not be the last. Ex-mayor Bailly is in prison. Ex-procureur Manuel. Brissot and our poor arrested Girondins have become incarcerated, indicted Girondins, universal Jacobinism clamouring for their punishment. DuPere's seals are broken. Those seventy-three secret protesters suddenly one day are reported upon, are decreed accused, the convention doors being previously shut that none implicated might escape. They were marched in a very rough manner to prison that evening. Happy those of them who chance to be absent. Condorcet has vanished into darkness. Perhaps, like Rabault, sits between two walls in the house of a friend. End of Book Four, Chapter Six.